Welcome to episode 907 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus, presented by our Patreon supporters and the Play Index at BaseballReference.com. I'm Ben Lindbergh of 538, joined by Sam Miller of Baseball Prospectus. Hello, Sam. Hey, howdy. Those of you who've been with us for a while might remember an email from a listener named Mark Miller that we answered in episode 208, and Mark wrote... Wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to pay for games that our team loses? It's hard enough to sit through a game in which our team is two hit and nobody reaches third, but to pay for it, three exclamation points, that's just wrong. Mark suggested that teams could double their ticket prices and offer refunds if they lost, and Sam and I came up with a number of objections to that idea, but we got so many listener responses, maybe more than we've ever gotten on any other one topic, that we did a follow-up episode two days later to talk about alternatives such as free tickets to future games or credit at the team store or offers for season ticket holders only. And so if Sam and I had any business sense, we would have worked out the kinks and figured out how to turn this into a business. Instead, we did 700 more episodes of a baseball podcast. However, a New Yorker named Warren Friss had the same idea and did something about it, founding a company called Game Hedge that is officially launching today and promising to give fans who purchase tickets through their website a 50% refund if the home team loses by five or more runs. So Warren is joining us now to tell us how this works. Warren, welcome to Effectively Wild. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So was there a specific game that you sat through miserably and decided that this would be a a good business, or was it just a a cumulative effect? Well, it it really was a cumulative effect, although there were some some specific instances that I can certainly think of um, that that made the most impact. Um, Yeah, obviously I'm a huge sports fan, and I've I've been to many, many games. Um, I used to work at the Topps Company, a baseball card company, so I, I went to a lot of events, lots of games. And, um, you know, a lot of times you see a great game, have a fantastic experience. It's a beautiful night. Your team wins. But, yeah, there were many games where I just walked out and I said, you know what, that that was awful. You know, the team just didn't show up. Um, you know, why why am I paying and, and not getting anything back when I'm, I'm walking out. So there's one Mets-Yankee game that I went to a couple of years ago where the Mets lost badly. I'm a big Mets fan. Um, and that was disappointing. Um, and there, there, were, there were definitely some others. Um, and, you know, I started thinking, you know, as, as some of your listeners and, and you guys did too, you know, if you went to a, a five-star hotel or restaurant and something went wrong, they would do something for you. You know, they would give you a free night at the hotel or a free dessert or money off the check. And, you know, at a baseball game or football game, you know, you walk out after having a bad experience and they say, you know, thanks, uh, thanks for coming. Hope to see you tomorrow. So it just, uh, it just didn't feel right. So, uh, we decided to do something about it. I wish you'd had this idea when you still worked at Tops because I can't tell you how many times I bought a pack of cards <laughs> as a kid and the best card I got was Pat Sheridan and I felt like I deserved 50% off on that too. <laughs> Well, let me let me write that down. <laughs> so I guess it's fair to say that the Mets inspired this idea, then, which is appropriate for for Mets fans who suffered through the Mets being bad for many years. Yeah, I, I would definitely say the Mets uh, the, the Mets played a role for sure. <laughs> 
Okay, so explain how it works exactly. What What's the process here for consumers? Sure. So I uh, buy tickets on GameHedge.com, and we have you know tickets for every every Major League Baseball team available. Um, and we're going to be doing football and basketball and hockey down the road. But right now it's it's all baseball. We have every team. Um, and you come to our site, GameHedge.com. You purchase tickets just like you would on any other you know ticket marketplace. Um, we have tons of tickets available. Our prices are you know consistent with all the other marketplaces. But when you get our, our tickets, they automatically come with a good game guarantee. Um, so the way it works is you buy your tickets from us, you go to the game. If your home team, it's got to be the home team, loses by five runs or more, um, we send you an email that says, you know, sorry, it didn't work out the way you wanted it to, but click on this link. You come back to our site and go to your account, and we automatically uh, refund 50% of the ticket price that goes right back on your credit card. So um, it's not like you're getting tickets, half-price tickets, or anything like that. You're actually getting cash right back on your credit card. So it's, uh, it's a very simple process. You're basically the third seller of these tickets. So the, the, the team is not giving the refund. The person who originally bought the tickets from the team is not giving the refund. You, the broker, essentially, are giving the refund, right? Correct. Correct. Okay, so the seller, the seller doesn't lose anything. The seller is not involved uh, in, in the refund at all. So we're we're adding sort of the we're adding the guarantee to the tickets that are being uh, that we're selling. That's correct. So, do you then have to buy tickets the way that any other person would buy tickets on the secondary market? Are you partnering with specific ticket vendors, or are you going through many sources to acquire these tickets? Yeah, we, we've partnered with a, a, a ticket exchange um, where we have access to all their tickets, um, and they get tickets from, from various brokers. So basically, um, when you come to our site, we're showing you an inventory of tickets that are listed from brokers and are available on this other site, this back-end exchange, um, and we're making those tickets available. So as soon as you buy the ticket from us, we're instantaneously buying it from this exchange and giving it to you. It's, it's pretty much the way all the other ticket marketplaces uh, operate. Uh-huh. So when, when we talked about this from a team perspective, one of the, one of the problems, obviously, is that teams need, they need their money. They need to uh, make a certain amount of money to have a sustainable business. So uh, if you were to give refunds on losses, then you'd have to you know, generate that revenue uh, somewhere else, and uh, so presumably this would work if a fan was willing to not only uh, pay, you know, for the wins, but pay more for the wins, which might make perfect sense. Uh, if if you consider that we're pricing in the possibility of disappointment into our ticket purchase, a win might actually be worth double what we pay uh, if we consider a loss or a bad loss, especially to be worthless. So, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we're all relatively logical people on this call. You're you're you've got to make up the revenue somewhere. Like, like, how are you making up the revenue? How are you still having a business if you're giving refunds on these? Right, right. That, that, that's, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, we've done a lot of statistical analysis, and, um, you know, we know what the odds are of a team losing by five runs or more. So we basically know what the cost of doing this is. So, you know, that's on the one side. We know what the cost is. But our view is that when you're paying, you know, $60, $70, $80 for a ticket, you know, and, or spending $300 to bring your family to the game, you're paying for the good game already. I mean, you're not paying, you know, you shouldn't have to pay more if you actually have a good experience because you're paying a lot of money and investing a lot of time and energy in going to the game. So you shouldn't pay more if it's a great game. You know, you're paying for a good game. 
and we view it as you know this is a guarantee. It's, it's no different than you know buying a car, and and you know the car dealer could say, you know what, um, buy this car, and we're not guaranteeing it. You know, hope it works out, um, and they're providing a guarantee because they they need to, and it's the right thing to do, and that's factored into the cost of the car. Now, on our side, in terms of the profit margin, there's enough profit margin. Um, in selling tickets, you know, whether it's the team selling the tickets or people selling the tickets on StubHub or us, there's enough profit margin to give something back to the fans when the game doesn't turn out the way it should. So, yes, it's costing us something to do that, um, but there we, we can still clearly easily make money doing this even though we're giving something back to the fans when, when they don't get the experience that they hope to get. So we looked up the percentage of games that would meet these criteria, the home team losing by five or more runs. And so, as I'm sure you know, it's mm-hmm. it's fluctuated since since 2000. We went season by season, and it's gone from 11.6% of games at the low end to 14.5% of games at the high end. And this year, it's actually, unfortunately for you, I suppose, bounced back up a bit to uh, 13.9%, which is the highest it's been right. since 2008. Maybe because scoring is up, I don't know. But between one out of eight and one out of seven games generally satisfies these conditions. So how much math did you have to do to determine that this was where you wanted to place the cutoff? Well, we yeah, we did quite a bit of math. Obviously, the, you know, we did that math on the on the odds of five runs or more. We did the math on, you know, four runs or more, three runs or more, six, you know, we did all the different, you know, analysis on different different options. And when one of the reasons, the main reason we picked five runs or more was, you know, we did another statistical analysis of, you know, how often does a team come back from three runs behind or four runs behind or five runs behind. And from a fan's perspective, we felt that, you know, at five runs, it's pretty unlikely at that point based on on history that a team's coming back. And that's, you know, the point at which the game's in essence over. Not always. I mean, you know, we all know we've seen some great things, and uh, some of it depends on whether you're five runs down in the second inning or five runs down in the eighth inning, certainly. Um, But a lot of the, the decision to go with five runs or more was based upon both the odds and what it would cost us, but also the fan experience. And we felt that at that point, Five runs are down. That's really the point at which the game, for the most part, is over. You know, even a grand slam doesn't doesn't bring you back at that point. Um, so yeah, we've done a lot of statistics on looking at a lot of different ways, um, and uh, we came up uh, we came up with you know feeling that five runs or more was the right thing for the fans and something that we can you know deal with financially and, and still make a good profit. It's it, it it's a, such an interesting sort of psychological question that we tried to sort of figure out the first time we talked about this because the whole point of this is to have a better fan experience you want the fan who has just seen a loser of a game uh to go home not feeling like they got you know doubly suckered uh but on the other hand you don't want to create this weird incentive where the fan is now rooting against his team so especially if it's you know if it's a one-run game and the fan is ambivalent about how they're rooting like that would seem to make a worse uh create a worse fan experience you want to be, you know, fully invested in one outcome and to have a like for once in your life to have a sort of sort of certain clarity in what you want to happen. And what it, so once you get down to five runs, though, then maybe it's not as big a deal, because as you say, the fan intuits that, you know, this game's basically done. Uh, there's probably 
it, it would take you know something close to a miracle to come back. So it's it's maybe not quite so morally ambiguous in in his head. Did that? Did you think at all about? Well, I guess I I should say, did you think at all about what the fan experience is like having this these two competing incentives going on, and was that a factor at all in where you set the uh, you set the the refund run rate? Absolutely. I mean, that was a huge factor. Um, and it's you know it's interesting also because you ask ten different fans and everybody has a different view. I mean, there are fans that go to a game that aren't huge fans of the team and they don't really care who wins. So you know they might as well root for you know the home team to lose by five runs or more. But but this is aimed at the real fan, as you're saying. And it is interesting. I actually went to uh, Mets Pirates game a few nights ago, and I think this is a good example. Um, and and by the way, I, you know, in considering you know the fan emotion, you know, in the process of coming up with this, I would watch games, you know, Met games, and sort of picture, okay, if I'm at the game and it's three-one, you know, how am I feeling now? You know, what yeah. do I want to happen? So, you know, a lot of. But I was at the game the other night, the Mets Pirates, and the Mets lost four nothing. Um, I think they got three hits, and it was a pretty boring game, I gotta say. And you know. It was two nothing in like the sixth inning, and at that point, you know, I'm clearly rooting for the Mets to come back. You know, I, you know, I'd rather see them win and have a great experience and get half my money back. Um, but then it was four nothing in the ninth inning, and you know, at that point, I'm sort of in in the middle because the Mets could come back, but you know what? They're probably not coming back. So, you know, I would have been fine with the Pirates scoring another run in the top of the ninth. And you know, making it five nothing instead of four nothing, and I would have been been happy. But earlier in the game, when it was two nothing, um, or even if it was four nothing in the seventh, I probably would have still been rooting for the Mets to come back because personally, for me, that would be better. But but everybody's different. You know, other people might have said, you know what, you know, uh, it's it's two nothing. I don't really care. You know, Mets win. So it's it's hard to gauge because everybody has a different experience. But for the real fan, you know, I think, um, you know, when you get the four runs down late in the game, people would probably rather get their half their money back because they they don't think the team's coming back. But if it's four nothing early in the game, I think they're still going to be, you know, rooting for their team team to come back. Right. And maybe it depends on where you are in the standings, what your outlook for the season is. If the game actually matters and means something, maybe you you give up and start rooting for the Game Hedge refund a little later than you do if you are a Braves fan and it doesn't really matter anyway. Which leads me to ask, are you worried about people using the site selectively, essentially? You know, if they're going to a game at Wrigley and Jake Arrieta's starting, well, I won't get my tickets through Game Hedge today. But if I'm going to a game at Turner Field and Aaron Blair is starting, oh, I'm definitely going to Game Hedge because now the odds are not, you know, 12% or 13%. They're, I don't know what, 20% or 30%. So would that be a problem for you? Can I interrupt? I want to pop sure. on this too because I have a sort of sub-question of that is I was just wondering whether you're at all worried about or whether you expect uh, once this gets bigger for it to actually move the price such that a Braves ticket ends up costing more and a Cubs ticket ends up costing less because the the user is pricing in the likelihood of a refund. That's yeah, that's that's interesting. Um that's that's possible. You know, you really don't know how you know how the pricing is going to work. But yeah, I mean in terms of, you know, people sort of gaming the system by buying more tickets where they think their team is, is more likely to lose, we have figured that into our, our analysis. So we expect that to happen to a small degree. But uh, you know, the thing with game hedge is you know, our prices are the same as everywhere else. So there really 
isn't a good reason not to buy tickets from Game Hedge, even if your team is favored and you really don't, and, and Arietta's pitching, um, there's still always a chance he's going to lose. And if you're not paying anything more for our tickets, there's very little reason not to buy them on Game Hedge, whether the odds are, you know, with you or against you, because, you know, it does happen. I mean, Arietta does does lose every once in a while. So um, we're not really worried about that because we think fans will just buy tickets from Game Hedge, you know, in any event, because, again, we're priced the same, um, and all you're getting is a potential benefit. There's no, there's no negative, uh, you know, no extra price or anything that you're paying, paying from Game Hedge. But, you know, it will be interesting to see how the statistics pan out. And, you know, I think we'll, we'll learn a lot. I think, you know, the teams could possibly learn a lot, you know, from what we see in terms of ticket prices and, you know, which, which, uh, games people are buying, you know, more tickets for, um, and things like that. So I think we're going to have a lot of interesting data that we'll be able to look at as well. Yeah, that's interesting because, of course, a lot of teams have gone to variable pricing depending on the matchup and how appealing they think it will be. So maybe this could help inform that. But so if if your tickets are competitively priced and, and of course, you are offering the refund where other ticket sellers are not, then are you just satisfying yourself with a smaller profit margin for the time being and hoping that this idea will be so appealing that you will get a lot of business and maybe you won't make as much per sale as some other sites would, but you'll get a bigger user base, you'll you'll last longer, you'll you'll make it up in the long term? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we think um we, we are willing to accept this, you know, a smaller profit margin. Um to you know, put this product out there, and we feel like you know that that is the best product for the fan, and that based on that, we're gonna you know have a tremendous amount of sales and a very loyal fan base um, that'll keep coming back to buy tickets from Game Hedge, and you know we're willing to take a smaller profit to to build that business. Um, and and you know, part of our business model also is more longer term, just to to have a great fan experience in other ways. We, you know, we plan to have information on each stadium in terms of you know where's the best place to sit if you have kids, or where the best places to eat. You know, where should I park if I'm sitting in section 107? So you know, our long term goal is really to build a great fan experience, um, and you know, by doing that, we 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 do think we're going to have a a great base of loyal fans buying more tickets. So um, that's our that's our long term vision and strategy. And you are planning to expand this to the other major sports when their seasons come back around. Have you determined all of the victory or loss margins yet, or are you still working on that? We're still working on it, but in, in it's going to be for football. It's going to be somewhere around. 14 or 15 points, probably similar in basketball. Um, and we might, we're going to offer, we might offer a different, uh, something a little different in hockey, although we're still working on it, you know, because obviously the scoring is much different and much lower scoring. We may offer some type of goose egg guarantee where if your team gets shut out um, at home, uh, you get half your money back, or maybe it's 2 nothing or 3 nothing or more. We're still working on hockey. Um, but the other sport's going to be roughly a 14, 15 point um, is going to be the, the differential. Those seem more challenging because both all of those sports really have kind of end game. Uh, the way the end game plays out, a close game can become a you know a scoreboard blowout, even though you know it, it was a close game, just because you know the last play or the the way that the team changes their strategy in a desperation mode might lead to the score getting run up. But you might have a lot of situations where the you know, it was a really great game until 40 seconds left. And then, you know, somebody broke free and got a touchdown and 
all of a sudden a one possession game becomes a two possession game. Anyway, that's your problem, not mine. Uh, I uh, was curious what what rate of refund requests you are getting in these actual blowout games. How many people are availing themselves of this option? And do you think that there are any fans that would not avail themselves of this option? Or do, do you have any reason to, uh, to think that there's anything interesting about the fans that don't come back to get their refunds or are they just forgetting? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's pretty new, obviously. So we don't have a tremendous deal, of, you know, great deal of experience on, on the numbers, but so far we've seen about 80% of the people that could claim a refund come back for the refund, but they have 90 days to do it. So the others, you know, still may, still may do the refund. We've only started our soft launch May 1st. So we've only been, you know, in soft launch mode for, for six weeks. Um, but it, it will be interesting to see what happens. I mean, there, you know, people don't always claim their, you know, rebates, um, and their things like that. So I'm sure there will be, you know, a certain percentage of people that just don't do it for whatever, for whatever reason. And I think part of that's going to depend on how much is involved. You know, if somebody buys a $20 ticket and they're getting $10 back, they, you know, they may get lazy and not do it. If they bought a $300 ticket, you know, I think we'll see, you know, a much greater percentage of those people coming back for $150. Um, but, you know, in any event, it won't be 100% for sure, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, to see what the, the numbers are. And so the actual mechanics of the ticket buying, I assume that people have to build in a little more time to actually get their tickets because you are purchasing the tickets from someone else and then providing them. So is there a, a certain amount of time before a game that someone has to buy a ticket on Game Hedge as opposed to some other source? Yes, one hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you have to buy your tickets one hour before the game. I mean, most of our tickets are, are electronic e-delivery. Um, so you could literally, you know, if you're uh, going to a Met game, uh, get on the number seven train, buy your ticket from us while you're on the train, and you know it, it's really instantaneous. You buy the ticket, you place your order, you get an email back saying congratulations, here are your tickets, um, and it's it's very very fast and easy. So yeah, as long as you buy them an hour before game time, you're entitled to the, the good game guarantee, and you're also guaranteed to get your ticket in time for the game. Uh-huh. And are there any other teams? I, I know the Yankees have sort of had their, their StubHub war and required paper ticketing and that kind of thing. Is there anyone else that that's a, an issue with right now? Or is pretty much everyone else uh, okay with, with the system that you're currently using? Yeah, I mean, the Yankees really are currently the only team that has, you know, seems to have, um, you know, some issue with the, the whole secondary marketplace. Um, you know, obviously it's not just us, it's, it's right. the concept of, uh, other people making money on the tickets, but you know, other than the Yankees, we haven't seen or heard of any any other team that you know has had any issues with the secondary marketplace. I think everybody sort of realizes this. You know, in the long term, this is good for them. You know, more easier for people to buy tickets, more people are have access to tickets. Um, so, so now we haven't heard anything other than the Yankees. Okay. All right. Well, I wish we had thought of it first. We we got part of the way there with our email from a listener and our discussions about it, and then we dropped it and. You came along and you actually did something about it. So people can go to GameHedge.com to get the tickets and to find out more. Is there anywhere else that people should be looking for information? Just go to GameHedge.com. That's uh, that's where you, you'll find everything there. And uh, 
that's the place to go for your tickets. All right. And if you are listening and you use Game Hedge to go to a game, let us know how it works out. Let us know how the, the refund happens and how you felt during the game. Were you rooting at a certain point for your team to blow it so you could get your discount? Were you watching with win expectancy tables in hand to decide when to switch allegiance? I'm curious about how this works in practice. So Warren, thank you for joining us and good luck. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, so you can support the podcast on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash effectivelywild. Five listeners who have done so are Greg, Francesca Ossie, Darren Pater, Graham Lesh, and Ryan Giles. Thank you. You can also buy our book, The Only Rule Is It Has to Work, Our Wild Experiment Building a New Kind of Baseball Team. Father's Day is this weekend. If you have a dad who likes baseball and books, this would be a good pick. You can find out more about it at theonlyruleisithastowork.com. We have linked to all the interviews and reviews and excerpts, as well as photos and videos and stats that you should check out after you finish. Please also consider leaving us a review on Amazon and Goodreads. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Effectively Wild, and you can rate and review and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Get the discounted price of $30 on a one-year subscription to the Play Index by going to baseballreference.com and using the coupon code BP. If you are in the New York area and you want to meet me, as well as spend time at some fun events. You have two opportunities this weekend. Tomorrow, Saturday, I will be at the Fangraphs meetup at Rattle and Hum West. That's on 39th Street between 8th and 9th Avenues. It starts at 7 o'clock, and dozens of baseball writers will be there from Fangraphs and other sites, so I will be dropping by. And on Sunday, I will be at the Staten Island Yankees Sabermetrics Day at the Richmond County Bank Ballpark. Staten Island Yankees are playing the Aberdeen Ironbirds. That's an Orioles affiliate. And I'll be on a panel with some other writers. That is sold out, but there is a picnic, a stat geek picnic, that you can still buy tickets for. And we'll be hanging around for the game, too. So you can just get a ticket to the game and come find us. Happy to sign your book if you bring me one. You can go to siyanks.com slash sabermetrics to find out more about that event. And if you were at either of those events, please say hello. So you can send us emails questions and comments at podcast at baseballperspectus.com or by messaging us through Patreon. That is it for this week. We'll be back with another show on Monday.